Consequence Podcast Network. Bora hey, iconic army. Bora hey. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. It's the best time of the year when we get to celebrate your stories and we get to celebrate being an army. Um, we get submissions from iconic armies from all over the place. Um, and we just really enjoy being able to tell your stories here. So join us as we celebrate the unique stories about the impact of BTS in the army community. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lo Tolles, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. We're your hosts. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Your favorite informative fangirl podcast. All right. Like Kayla was saying, today we're going to hang out for about an hour and we're going to share all of your army stories here for our sixth being an army episode but before we get into it we do want to say thanks iconics for being here and for all of your support if you'd like to support us even further and have access to our google docs um, our monthly virtual iconic hangouts and our sound checks please consider joining us at patreon.com slash standing bts or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes. But any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you all for being here and for listening. Yeah. Very fitting for our Valentine's episode that our charity of the month is um, for American Heart Month. Uh- I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. That is fitting. Yeah. So definitely think about your heart health this month. Um, heart disease is the number one killer of Americans. Specifically, one in three women are diagnosed with heart disease. And heart health is even more important now than ever with, you know, the... Um, the effects of coronavirus on the public's health in general, you know, knowing that heart disease in many cases is preventable when people can adopt a healthy lifestyle that includes not smoking, maintaining a healthy weight and controlling blood sugar, sugar, et cetera. There's so many things that you can do to help your heart health. Um, you can also help drive research and further educational campaigns by donating to the American Heart Association this month. Um, you can go to theheart.org and click the donate button definitely embrace heart health this month let's get into being an army so we are really genuinely excited to share all of these stories um we had so many submissions and there's of course some that we just will not be able to share everybody had an incredible story but we had more submissions than i expected we had i, I mean we may have had more than last year yeah um so we just we don't have time to share all of them but thank you everybody who shared your story yeah so grateful for everyone who shared them and that we have read all of them and 
it's so hard to kind of pick and choose, but yeah. we had so many stories and I wish we could share them all. Yeah. But thank you for everyone who submitted. Yeah, we're really excited to share these. And actually this year we had the option to submit our army stories via audio message. So we'd like to kick off this sixth edition of being an army with some of those. So this is Unstory. Hi, Bethany and Kayla. Thank you for your podcast. And I'm really excited about this episode. It's on, by the way, Um, because I really love hearing ARMY's BTS impact stories. In terms of the impact BTS has had on my life, I'd say they really return my culture back to me. Um, I'm what you consider a 1.5 generation Korean American. So I was born in Korea, in Busan. And I immigrated to the U.S. at a really young age and grew up here in the Midwest in predominantly white spaces. And engaging with their music and content has really made me realize how disconnected I'd become from my first culture. I mean, growing up in the U.S., there was like literally nothing cooler than being Korean. And luckily, my parents really instilled a pride in me around my culture. And I feel very proud to be Korean But it's really been interesting to see how, like, these seven men have made Korea cool, um, you know, beyond just our diaspora. I know the story of the How You Wave and Korean soft power is a lot more complicated than that, but BTS has played such a huge role in it, and I'm just personally just so proud of them. I'm also pandemic army, and... Bangtan restored my faith in humanity. I found them at a time when I was really just ground down by the incivility and inhumanity and the lack of care humans were showing to one another, especially in the U.S. and certainly in my own community. And watching them cook for each other and clean up and craft and decorate cakes and dance and work and eat and feed each other play games, make fun of each other, encourage and build each other up and just love each other. It's a kind of masculinity that I hadn't seen for a really long time and I think all of us see so rarely and that was just healing for me. I feel like they healed me in a lot of ways and I know I'm not the only one. All right, thank you for this opportunity to share my story. Buona hai BTS. Love you, Iconics. Love you. Nuna Army. Bye. Wow, Un, thank you so much for your submission. I really love that you've reconnected with your first culture and that you can enjoy the coolness of Korean culture now because of BTS. Um, just kind of hearing you say um, that being Korean is, there's nothing cooler than being Korean. Mm-hmm. That really made me think of the book, The Birth of Korean Cool by Yuni Hong. I don't know if you've read that. But I've only read bits and pieces of it. I really should revisit that book. But I just know that it's pretty popular. I know a lot of BTS ARMY have read it too. So that just made me think of that. Yeah. But also the way that Bantan treat each other is so loving and wholesome. And it's just amazing um, hearing kind of your take on it and just like that type of masculinity. And so it's just it's just great that BTS yeah. can be that way where yeah. that's like that type of toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. that's here in the states especially like right it just gets in the way of guys being able to be like closer friends and be like a little bit more like affectionate with each other and just you know show that love for each other right through friendship right it's Um, great that that's like healing to her yeah 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 
So thank you so much, Ann. We really loved your, your story submission. Yeah. And now we have a story from Julia. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Bethany. Uh, my name is Julia and I'm from Vienna, Austria. I'm 29 years old now and I've been in Army for coming up to two years now. And shortly after I fell into my BTS rabbit hole, I also luckily discovered your podcast. And I just want to say thank you very quickly because um, you girls just uh, gave me so much confidence and kind of permission, I felt like at the time, to be a 27 year old married fangirl and scream about my love for this seven wonderful men that i never met personally but i really like your being army episodes and this year i feel like i have a really nice story as well so on proof release day so on june 10th i actually i don't know why gathered the courage to go to a Viennese nightclub all on my own so I didn't have any IRL army friends back then so I just knew of people from Twitter who would be there and I was like I'm feeling so pumped this is a great BTS day I want to go to a K-pop party and just dance and have fun so I just went for it and I met some really lovely people there but then throughout the night people kept joining our group and I see this girl um and she looks so familiar to me so I kept like checking out her face and I'm like I don't really know where I know her from but I feel like I know her so I finally got the courage to talk to her and I said uh I'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I've been staring at you but I think I know you and yeah but we couldn't figure it out so yeah the night went on and after a few songs more I was like did you go to kindergarten in this like special district or in this one place and she was like yes and then we figured out that we went to kindergarten together 22 years ago and it was just crazy how small the world is sometimes and then um so that was in june and in, in october i organized this um yet to come in busan um, viewing party and so by twitter i asked her um isabella would you like to um, do something together and she was very eager she's a wonderful artist so she drew some original art for the event and um, she brought her IRL best army friend Sandra and we decorated the place and it was um, so lovely to to meet them personally and to have this experience and ever since that night actually we went out to other army uh, or BTS fan events and we've been to so many K-pop parties together now had ordered Korean food went to Korean restaurants um, Sandra even gave me the courage to go to a Korean dance lesson and we learned the parts of the dope choreography together and yeah it's just so wonderful to have um friends who are army and who understand um the crazy love and passion you have for these wonderful musicians and i'm so grateful for the two of them and i'm so happy for them because they're actually going to korea at the end of march and i am going to travel the world now for seven months but um i know that we'll stay connected because every time there's a 
we live now, uh, we was live now, or there's something happening where in our group chat screaming together uh, about how great Jungkook looks or how, um, yeah, crazy talented they are. So, or now we've been also uh, sharing our love for fanfics and uh, recommend each other great fanfiction. So I'm just grateful for them and grateful for your show. And yeah, um, I'm looking forward to being army um, um, 2024, hopefully. So all the best to you girls. Bye. Wow, Julia, thank you so much for your story. We love that you get to fangirl along with us and you feel comfortable with doing that. Like, mm -hmm. yes, you can be married, you can be any age or whatever. Like, you can always fangirl. It's yes. such an important part of life. <laughs> um, and uh, super courageous for you to go out on the town on your own. And I feel like it just sounds like fate that you reunited with your kindergarten friend 22 years later. That like, is wild to yeah. me that you're just in this club and this person looks so familiar and it happens to be someone from kindergarten like 20 plus years ago like yeah. that's crazy to me yeah and that you've reconnected to this like you guys are good friends now. right and now you guys are like army friends together uh -huh. and it's blossomed into this amazing friendship between your your friend Isabella and your and her friend Sandra too and you know I just we know that you guys will stay connected throughout all of your travels like those army friendships are for life they're for life yeah yeah, that's not going to go away. So no. thank you, Anne and Julia, for your messages. Thank you so, so much. Borahe. Borahe. Okay, we're going to get into some of our written submissions now. So Bethany and I are going to read these stories from you wonderful iconics. Okay. Dear Kayla and Bethany, thank you very much for creating a space for us armies around the world to fangirl with you and experience belongingness and love in this alienating world. I first started watching Korean dramas two years ago. I discovered Korean artists and idols such as IU, 21, and Jisoo from Blackpink through these dramas. The music in the backdrop brought me pleasure, and I started embracing the Hi-You. Then, BTS entered my life, never to leave. I'm writing this note wearing a purple shirt, sparkling purple eyeshadow, and returning thrilled and mesmerized from watching our Bantan boys on the big screen. I watched Yet to Come at a theater in Japan. I'm from India, but I've been working in Japan as a teacher for the past year. I've had many armies write their stories about their experiences of finding BTS at the right time. They didn't arrive as a storm, but gently swept me away like autumn leaves or sakura breezing through the city streets. Just as these leaves and flowers don't resist the wind, I opened myself to BTS with curiosity. Their English songs were most popular, but after I started watching their videos by randomly scrolling through Instagram, their, Im their intimate fan interactions, their brotherly love for each other, and their expressions of masculinity struck a chord with me. It was refreshing and heartwarming to see men cry, tell each other that crying only makes them human, and support and cheer for one another. Their genuine love for armies, their passion for music, and more importantly, how secure and love they make me feel every day is why I truly love BTS. Their music and existence are a precious gift to the world. BTS has created music for every emotion and every experience that human beings around the world, no matter who they are, can resonate with. As a teacher, I encourage my students to drive change. The Bantam boys have been at the forefront of this change, and they have never shied away from critiquing the nature of the industry they exist in. The most challenging part about teaching is dealing with the unfair practices and policies and fighting for your kids, particularly if you are working in the student services or student support department. 
Every time I feel lost, disrespected, questioned, and powerless, I listen to Suga's De Chuta on loop and Cypher Part 3. I'm a king. I'm a boss. Isn't this the affirmation you need at work? Sometimes I just want to give up, but their blood, sweat, and tears give me the courage I need to keep going. Recently, I introduced my whole class to the literary technique of illusion through the song Butter. My handsome and gorgeous men filled up the screen and the song Butter reverberated through the corridors. I paused it when V appeared singing, don't need no usher, to remind me you got it bad. And we all unpacked the illusion in this line. I swear, I've not seen so much excitement and energy from the faces of my 14-year-olds in the past six months. They were all hooked, and they all understood the concept of illusion as well. Whether it is work or personal life, they have become my answer to everything. When I am crying, all I need is Jimin's sparkling face and his twinkling eyes. When I'm walking alone in the streets, missing my friends who used to work here or reminiscing of of the life I had in Ukraine, or missing intimacy or romance, I listen to Namjoon's I'm Fucking Lonely. Has anyone thought about how hard it is to say these words out loud, even if it is through a song? I'm forever inspired by Namjoon's vulnerability. I see him break down during Festa, and I, too, start to weep at that moment. I just want to give him a hug and ask him to take a break and imagine that perhaps he is doing the same for me. Namjoon cries and looks right at the camera. We are connecting and empathizing with each other. Whenever I want to rest and do nothing, I'm reminded of what Jin once said. People think that resting means doing an activity that makes you look productive. If you are doing nothing or playing games, they think you're wasting your time. But I think to rest means to do nothing. I listen to Abyss because it allows me to cry and understand why I'm feeling burnt out. Jin's music is such a powerful resistance in the face of grind culture. J-Hope is my wrecker. He wrecks my soul with his presence, his performance. I think J-Hope is ethereal. He is truly my hope. V is for victory, but V is such a powerhouse. He epitomizes vulnerability and courage. I love that V does not hold back in sharing his emotions. His letter to Jimin made me burst into tears, and I thought, oh, I want to have this friendship. I want to meet a man who shows me his heart. Jungkook's mellifluous voice and dove eyes looking at me and teasing me on Weavers is all I need in the middle of the night. (laughs) Yeah. So true. (laughs) BTS continues to heal feelings of depression, anxiety, and loneliness. I've never felt so moved by any artist before. And I don't think I was passionately listening to any music as such before. I think they are here to realize their purpose. I think I would be stuck in a dark and depressing cycle if I hadn't met them. They did save me. Kayla and Bethany, I don't know if you will select my piece for the podcast. Okay, but we did. Um, But I will always listen to you both when I come back from work while washing dishes, doing chores, laughing and nodding along with you. I feel less alone when I'm fangirling with both of you. Thank you very much for doing this despite your busy schedules and work life. Love you both a lot. Best wishes to Lika. Oh, wow. Tulika, thank you so much for your submission. Um, I really love that you have incorporated BTS into your your teaching, too, and that it's actually excited your students and that you've seen them really engaged and actually learning the material through yeah. using BTS as like an example. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. All right. Next one. I'd like to say that I found BTS in late 2020, shortly after their Tiny Desk concert. While I wasn't a fan of the boys at the time, I was an avid fan of the Tiny Desk series, so I pressed play without thinking much. 
I remember being intrigued by the obviously close relationships they had with each other and found myself swaying to what I now know is spring day. After watching the video, I read a comment about how all the introverts stereotypically stayed seated while all the extroverts wouldn't stay still. That led me to wanting to know more who were the introverts and which were the extroverts, which of course led me to wanting to know their names and well, we all know where wanting to know their name leads. By the end of the year, I was a full-blown army, which I just love that. Yeah, of course. The introvert, extrovert <laughs> comment, like I've seen that on Twitter and just like for that to be what captured you into wanting to know more about them, like, oh, I want to know who the introverts are and who the extroverts are. Like, right. I just feel like that is so unique. It's right. so, so unique. Okay. But the truth is, is that I had been hearing about the Korean boy band for years by that point and had seen snippets of some of their U.S. performances. I was just as intrigued then as I was when I saw the Tiny Desk concert, but I remember purposely overlooking the boys and their growing popularity because of my own bias. A few years prior, I had returned to the U.S. after spending a very difficult and lonely year living in South Korea. I'm always ashamed to say that I left the the country with prejudice I didn't have before and avoided anything to do with Korea to avoid having to think about my time there and the bad memories. Looking back, it was actually very sad because it meant I disconnected with a lot of interest and culture I I genuinely liked and wanted to know more about. For some reason, BTS was able to break through that wall I had built not only between myself and Korea, but the walls I had built between myself and the world. I now say that BTS found me in 2020, and the effects of them doing so are apparent in every aspect of my life. Their words, individual stories, and the story of how BTS's success taught me to not give up. Their friendship reminded me of the importance of connection and inspired me to open up to people more. Their songs, music videos, and the countless hours of entertainment comforted me during a pandemic and some of the worst periods of depression and anxiety. They even reintroduced me to a culture and hobbies that I once loved. Because of them, I'm learning Korean again, a hobby that has become a lifesaver for my mental health. Most importantly, they helped remove a prejudice that I believe would have ultimately prevented me from becoming a better person and would have blocked a lot of the joys that I now have in my life. For that, I'll be eternally grateful to BTS and an ARMY for life. P.S. I also found your podcast early on in my ARMY life and learned so much about BTS through you. Thank you for all you do and providing a safe space to learn and stand. Borje T-Bear. Wow. Um, I mean, it's very understandable that like after experiencing a lonely, isolating year that you might like really put some walls up to mm-hmm. those experiences just to kind of block them out. Um, so I think it's amazing that like BTS kind of broke down those walls and broke down yeah. that that prejudice that they had built up and that she's able to enjoy the culture again. Mm-hmm. And It's not easy to live in you know, a foreign country for a while, mm-hmm. you know, like that's just away from home and everything, you know, so that's, I could see that would just be a difficult time in general for yeah. anyone. Yeah. Next one up. Hi, Kayla and Bethany. Just to introduce myself, I'm Brittany and I'm 30 and I'm from Utah. I got married when I was 23, 
I thought he was the love of my life, but our relationship turned super toxic shortly after we got married, and I spent the better part of the last seven years trying to shape myself into the kind of woman that would make my husband happy. Sadly, nothing I did made a difference. Last year, I was in the darkest place I think I've ever been. I felt trapped in a loveless marriage, and I couldn't find the courage to get out of it. It got to the point that I would find myself fantasizing about driving into oncoming traffic just to end the pain. I stumbled upon BTS around that time. I had never heard of them before, and I had no interest in K-pop whatsoever, but their content kept popping up on my Instagram reels, and soon enough, I was hooked. I've heard other armies say over and over again that you don't find BTS, they find you when you need it most, and it sounds cliche, but that is exactly what happened to me. In a time when I felt hopeless, I found that I could go to YouTube and find comfort in hours upon hours of BTS content. They never failed to bring a smile to my face, and they lifted me up when I felt isolated and alone. With the last year, I haven't spent a day without them, and I feel like through discovering them, I discovered myself again. I found happiness that I haven't felt in a very long time. Through loving them, I learned to love myself. I found the strength and determination to ask for a divorce and to stand on my own two feet again. Next month, I will be officially divorced and I'm on a path to being the happiest I have ever been. I know BTS is a K-pop group that will never know my name, but they became a life jacket to me when I felt like I was drowning and I will be forever grateful to them. Bora hey. Brittany. Wow. Wow. I just have chills like Mm -hmm. radiating through my body reading your story, Brittany. Yeah. I'm so happy that you've found and rediscovered yourself and that BTS has been there with you every day and that they've brought so much joy that I'm sure with all that you've had to go through with your marriage and the process of divorce, like to have that bit of happiness, you know, to get you through it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. All right. My army origin story. I have the typical, I just wanted to learn their name story with a twist. My kids got into BTS last year. For months, they talked about BTS all the time at dinner, played their music in the car, and watched their videos in the living room. I was totally surrounded by BTS, but it didn't really register with me. Everything changed over the summer when my daughter started quizzing me on who's who. I had already learned all of, their, all of their names, but this was the first time she challenged me to put names to faces. It was really fun, and for a couple of weeks, we sat down almost every evening with her BTS magazines, and she quizzed me by pointing to a member and asking me to name them. The only problem was that I was doing absolutely horrible and failing the quizzes over and over again. I became sick of the failing and actually started to study. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, this is the shit that I do. Like, I did this with you. I'm like, who's that? I did it with Brittany, too. I'm like, who's that one? You literally who's do. that one? Yeah, I do it to, like, all my non-arm, non-army friends. Uh-huh. Like, I just, I, I resonate with this. <laughs> okay, so she started to study. This is when everything changed. I realized that just looking at still pictures of them wasn't helping me get to know them well enough and figured videos would be more productive. The the pivotal moment was when I watched one of my first extra content videos, the recording sketch of Left and Right with Jungkook and Charlie Puth. This is that scene where Jungkook is in the studio practicing the lyrics and he's working really hard to correctly pronounce the word tangled. I was completely enamored while watching him work so hard to get this one little detail right. A couple of days later, I was driving in the car when Left and Right came onto the radio. 
I got so excited when I heard Jungkook sing the line "Tangled Up in Your Bed," and I cheered for his perfect pronunciation. Which that's like yes, how you know your army. <laughs> yeah, but also like we're all cheering and losing our minds over that line for other reasons. Uh-huh. But like I love that she's celebrating his like pronunciation. Yeah. pronunciation of "Tangled." He worked so hard. Yeah, he did. That was it. I was completely hooked, and I needed more BTS content. As you know, there's plenty of it. Now BTS is a big part of my life. They make me so happy and I am bringing Tangled full circle by learning Korean and working hard to pronounce each word correctly. To answer your question, it was August 2022 when I became ARMY. At first, it seemed like bad timing to join the fandom since they had already announced their hiatus, but actually it's working out well. The massive amount of content on YouTube is pretty overwhelming for me. It feels like there is more than I could ever consume in a lifetime. I am enjoying the new content that the members are putting out individually, and it doesn't bother me that it will be a while before I get to experience a group comeback, because I have so much to catch up on. That being said, I did cry when I watched the videos of Jen's enlistment. Cassie from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, wow. Um, I, I really love that perspective of like, I have like nine, 10 years of content to catch up on. Uh And I mean, it really makes me excited for Cassie and Iconics and other armies just like Cassie who are like discovering them now because like, I mean, when they come back, they're like the world is your oyster right now. I mean, really like you, (laughs) you have so much to explore right now. Mm -hmm. And like, we know they're going to be fucking incredible when they come back. Are you kidding? It's going to be (laughs) phenomenal. So they're going to, just the expectation is going to be like insurmountable by that point. So that's really exciting. I hope Cassie that you just enjoy digging through all of the content. All the content is still fresh to your eyes like nothing beats it yeah amazing thank you for your message thank you okay dear kayla and bethany bts's message of love caring and acceptance has helped me get through the past six years in 2017 doctors suspected i had cancer and instructed me to have surgery as a precaution thankfully they caught the cancer when i only had a small amount but i struggled with the diagnosis During my recovery, I came across BTS videos when I was feeling sorry for myself. Mic drop, spring day, and their personalities got me through the worst time in my life, and later again when I faced racism. I'm a proud Korean American. I was born in Busan, and I grew up in the United States. I love my adopted parents, and I am grateful for all of the opportunities I've had, but I've always struggled with my identity. When I was young, kids teased me for the shape of my eyes and called me a communist. In high school, the family of my Asian boyfriend told my parents that they were kind for accepting an unwanted child. And at the start of the pandemic, a white man accused me of starting COVID. I was so angry and hurt, and when BTS spoke out against racism, I cried because I felt like I was being heard. These seven men have no idea how much of an impact they've had on my life, on all of our lives, Answer Love Myself is my anthem. Thank you, BTS, for reminding me that it's okay to be myself and that loving myself doesn't require anyone else's permission. Janie from Pennsylvania. Um, Janie, thank you so much for your message. Um, What a relief that, you know, that surgery was able to kind of rid that cancer. That's a really scary diagnosis, so I don't blame you for, you know... Struggling with that. Struggling with the diagnoses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But happy that 
BTS have been such a support to you through all of that and just all of the uh, just the tough racism that's been happening yeah. over the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, and it sounds like, you know, throughout your life, the racism that you've experienced, um, mm-hmm. you know, just being othered, you know, right. like, sorry that you have gone through that and that mm-hmm. that's been your experience. You know, that's terrible. Um, I'm glad that like BTS is able to empower you, mm-hmm. you know, and that you're able to feel proud of your culture with yes. BTS. Thank you for your message. Yes, thank you. It's February 2021, and the height of the pandemic, and Los Angeles is on strict lockdown. My husband is in the upstairs office on Zoom meetings all day. My kid is away at university abroad and cannot come home due to COVID restrictions. So it's just me and my dog. I'd been watched everything on Netflix and was done with rom-coms, so I switched over to YouTube for a change. There's something scandalous going on with a German DJ who made xenophobic remarks about a Korean boy band that covered a Coldplay song. Normally, I'd stay away from anything K-pop, probably because I'm Korean-American and have spent the entirety of my life trying to fit in amongst the white counterparts. But that's a whole nother drama. I decided to check out the video of Fix You performed by BTS. Imagine my total surprise when I hear the first note sung and I see who is singing it. What is this and why do I like it so much? My full-time job then became BTS. I consumed anything and everything my remote would lead me to. I then, of course, had to learn their names and their bios. My bias would ultimately become Min Yoongi and I've never wavered. Throughout this time, I was dealing with conflict from my family due to my mother who suffers from many problems brought on by mental illness. As a result, I found myself alienated and without a tribe. Towards the end of that summer, I was invited to a cousin's wedding, which I knew was an olive branch that would hopefully help me reconcile within my mom's family. The wedding was great and seeing my family together warmed my heart, but that wasn't the best moment of the evening. What would follow later was when I saw my cousin Annie, who had been the little flower girl in my own wedding 30 years ago. I sat next to her at the table when we engaged in small talk. My husband was joking about them and began telling them about my obsession with BTS, which was my dirty little secret, lol. Annie then confesses to me that she too is an army. I knew it was fate when we both shared our standing of Yoongi. Oh my god, amazing. <laughs> there isn't a day that goes by since the wedding that we don't talk or text. We've probably shared hundreds to thousands of Yoongi content with each other. We would then learn the hardcore fandom tricks and getting tickets and scored three nights to Permission to Dance in LA and then a girls road trip to PTD in Vegas. Wow. We still joke about nearly fainting in line from the 90 degree Nevada heat. The pandemic was a dark and lonely place, and it was ultimately BTS that brought me happiness throughout that time. But the best thing that BTS gave me was Annie. Aww. That's Dinah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I cannot believe that she Annie was your flower girl in your wedding. Yeah. And that, like... 30 years has gone by and now you're reconnecting. I mean, it's not like you guys were ever really distant. It seems like it seems right. like there was maybe a little bit of family, you know, turmoil there, yeah. but like, yeah. That's now, awesome. Like, you guys talk every day and are going to concerts together. Also, How wonderful. I love that you mentioned like my, 
my bias was Min Yoongi, never wavered. Never like wavered. that's every Yoongi bias. Yeah. Like Yoongi biases will never waver. And the fact that they get to share that too, like they're both Yoongi bias, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you, Zaina, yes, for your story. Thank you. Okay. Hello, Kayla and Bethany. My name is Andrina. I'm a very recent baby army. February 19th will mark six six months of me standing BTS. However, even if it's only been a few months, I feel I have already changed in pretty significant ways. To start, I became army thanks to my eldest sister who became army during the pandemic. We are very close but live in different countries, so we spent over two years without seeing each other. She tried to introduce me to BTS from the moment she discovered them, but I was not ready. This is in big part because even though music is one of the most important parts of my life, I almost completely stopped listening to it during COVID. I could not cope with the emotions. That's mind-boggling to me, to just completely stop listening to music. Yeah. I mean, COVID is was was such a traumatic, you know, thing that we all went through. So um yeah. When my sister and I finally saw each other last summer, I told her, play me everything, show me everything. I just love that. (laughs) Just like complete switch. Right. Catch me up. (laughs) Unprepared. Boom. Let's go. She says, one week later, I was in love. So here are a few ways BTS has changed my life. Number one, it has brought me closer than ever with my sister. We now share an even more indestructible bond over their love or over the love of their music and art. Number two, I also joke, but not entirely, that BTS has rewired my brain. I now strive for the same tenderness and care they show each other in my interactions with those closest to me. It's the little kind and gentle gestures that add up and spell love in no matter what language. I now also work harder to embody concepts such as discipline, determination, compromise, and teamwork, all things I believed in before, but that surprisingly don't seem to be as encouraged and appreciated in the Western North American society that I live in. Third, I have loved music and art and movies and books with a passion all my life. I have felt out of place many times due to my oversized love for so many things, But now I have found ARMY, and suddenly I'm not alone in loving a band with absolute fierceness and dedication. ARMY is a force to be reckoned with, and I, after being part of so many, mostly male fandoms, finally feel home. The bond between BTS and ARMY is exceptional, and most likely irreparable. I have never experienced anything like it. It has been life-changing. Fourth, Finally, I feel as if my mind, my heart, and my musical education have an appreciation have expanded sevenfold. This is some of the most extraordinary music I've ever heard, and that has made me more hopeful for the future. Real art, real music still have a chance in this world. It makes me hopeful that honest music and meaningful art will continue to find their way to those who are really looking. BTS made its way to ARMY and now to me, and I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for this chance to tell a bit of my story, Andrina. Wow, thank you, Andrina, for your story. That last, um, that fourth bullet that she was sharing about how, like, her mind and heart and, like, musical education Mm. and appreciation have expanded, like, I don't know if we've really had someone say that for being in ARMY, but I feel like... 
we both have felt that a lot through this podcast oh, and just yeah. like really analyzing and diving into their lyrics and messages and their music. Like you really can appreciate the artistry yeah. with BTS's music. And I feel like my music comprehension has really changed sevenfold mm. too. I, I totally like that was a part that really resonated with me. And I feel like this is something we have said to each other. Like this is real art. This is real music. Mm-hmm. And I love how she put it that like, because of BTS's real art and real music, like there's still a chance for it in this world, like this beautiful mm-hmm. art, you know? Um, I, I just think that's so true. It just rings so true to, to me and to yeah. us. Um, and I love that she gets to connect with BTS with her sister. Oh, um, yeah. I think that's so amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love that you just like were ready for it. Like you, you knew when the time came right. that you were ready for BTS right. to come into your life. Like yeah. That she, you kind of chose that for yourself. She chose to open up yeah. to it at that time. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah thanks for your story. Yeah. All right. Hi, Bethany and Kayla. My BTS timeline began in 2019 when my cousin showed me Boy With Love on SNL. I was taken by the guy with the blue hair and loved the jazzy rendition of the song and synchronized dancing. Time flew by and suddenly it was summer of 2020. My mom had passed away in May and it was now August. Looking back, I can't believe how the timing lined up. I was enthralled with dynamite and proceeded to take a trip down the rabbit hole of music videos, bonton bombs, and run compilations while living alone during my junior year of college in New York City. They distracted me and gave me something to be excited about during that isolating time. As I dove into the sea of online content, I was still a lone baby army, unaware of the loving community that would soon embrace me with loving arms. Flash forward to summer 2021, I signed up for a boy in love dance class held by a company called Euphoria Dance New York City, or NYC. I almost didn't go, but decided to because it combined two things I loved most, BTS and dance. The two friends I made there ended up connecting me to a huge circle of armies, many of them now my best friends. Flash forward to November, I have tickets to see BTS in LA with three friends who I met in in the last three months. We screamed and cried at the concert, listened to Ampom Man with the windows down, and drove to the On Ugh. music video site. Amazing. Amazing. Like Namjoon, I'm not very religious, but the string of events which led me to that concert truly makes me believe in fate. That year, I had also been struggling with an injury that prevented me from dancing. I'll never forget PTD night one when Young talked about how he had to sit out during the soul concert for his legs. He said, although he couldn't go a thousand percent at the concert, now I'm standing. Despite my emotional past year and injury, I was on the other side of the country with my new best friend standing alongside BTS and ARMY when I fell, of course, BTS helped me find a new beautiful pathway. Since then, I'm still very engaged in the NYC ARMY community, regularly attending dance classes, cup sleeves, and making new friends. I even got to be in a dance cover of Boy With Love as J-Hope, my other bias, dancing to the song that got me here in the first place, Fate. Experiences like these make me so grateful to be alive and empower me to wake up into the future with a step of hope, just like Hobie says. I encourage all ARMY to reach out and try to connect with the ARMY community in any way that you can, big or small. Although it's scary, it might just change your life for the better. 
Thanks and love you guys. This is from Caroline. Oh, Caroline. Amazing. Uh, Caroline. Okay. I just love this story of community, Mm -hmm. um, finding your group of army friends and then just like the string of fate, you know, just there's no other way to describe it, but fate. It makes me think a lot of how BTS formed and how they're like, this is just fate. Like I, there's no other, there's no other way to explain it. Right. It was just meant to be, it was supposed to happen. And that really sounds like your story here. She also sent us a couple of pictures and I just want to share that like they did go to the site, the, where they shot on Mm -hmm. and it's just cute to see her with her friends. They look like they're having the best of time. And then also they did like the boy with love performance and they're all the picture, the picture. They're all in like the boy with love pink outfits, And it's just like, so so cute it's amazing and you can tell they're having an absolute blast yeah we definitely definitely should try to share these photos if we can yeah um we'll have to ask her or something if we yeah can share these photos yeah but w- i mean so glad that you have this community to like mm-hmm. empower you and that you can feel such joy together mm-hmm. you know that's so wonderful yeah. i love how she her kind of like final um, thing was to for armies reach out and like get in contact with other armies like yeah. it can be scary but like it's so worth it so so worth it yeah yeah okay thanks for your story Caroline yes thank you okay I am a 65 year old baby army haven't even reached my first BTS birthday yet. I had never heard of BTS until I saw Butter trending on Twitter and wondered what happened in the world that Butter was top trending in the world. (laughs) It was the top trending word. So of course I clicked on the link and watched the BTS Grammy performance of Butter with amazement and thus began my journey with BTS. Today I'm going to see Yet to Come in cinemas for the sixth time. Wow. Yeah. In January 2022, my daughter traumatized me by saying she was driving to Chicago by herself to see ATs in concert. I was stunned because my daughter, who has autism, was going anywhere by herself, never mind driving to Chicago, which was a two plus hour scary drive from where she lived in Wisconsin. Like, totally get the fear and anxiety of leaving your comfort zone. Yeah. Like, really. So, like, man, who is this group that she's, like, doing this for? She must really want to see them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I went into mom's in huge panic mode and could not understand why someone who had never driven more than an hour by herself would tempt fate and potentially winter weather winds and covid and subject yourself to a huge noisy crowd that was when i first learned about k-pop and although i couldn't comprehend the appeal of music in a foreign language i couldn't figure out how they could sing along with the band now i start and end each day by checking twitter or the internet to read and listen to the latest posts about bts i've gone from not only listening to disney soundtracks or music by glenn miller swing era to primarily listening to bts I began my relationship with BTS by listening to Butter, Dynamite, and Permission to Dance, all catchy tunes that perked me up. Didn't take long to discover Life Life Goes On and the power of BTS lyrics and messages. I learned about Anpan Man on uh, the NPR show. Miss Mojo on YouTube taught me BTS songs in groups of 10. And Magic Shop became my go-to song when I needed to find a comforting place. Wow. So like night and day difference between like (laughs) never heard of K-pop. How could you enjoy it in this other language? To I love the lyricism. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. (laughs) I check the news every day. Yes. Every morning. Um, 
she says, my daughter taught me the K-pop lingo. Um, I also didn't understand why BTS fans had to join the army. So she explained that K-pop groups named their fans. Mm-hmm. So like she, like this is all like, new, whole new just world. Whole new world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all been there, right? Like mm-hmm. we've all been there. Um, she goes on to say, it took a long time before I could recognize BTS members by name or voice. I made the mistake of trying to use hair color and hairstyle as distinguishing characteristics. Looking back, I don't understand why learning who they were as individuals was so difficult given their unique personalities. I learned about music videos and the art of listening to music while simultaneously reading the captions. Uh, and I rely heavily on these music videos to better understand song lyrics, even if I quickly forget the lyrics when they were, are not in front of me to read. However, to this day, I still can't read rap lyrics fast enough to keep up with Sugar, RM, and J-Hope. I mean, us too. <laughs> <laughs> we have to put it at half speed. Yep, half speed. Yeah. That's the trick. Yeah. She goes on to say, <laughs> I mean, really, half speed is a life changer. Uh, okay. My journey down the BTS rabbit hole consumed much, sometimes all, of my non-working day. Sometimes it also permeated my work day as well when I showed my 8th grade students the BTS Crosswalk concert. I borrowed BTS albums and books from the local library system and learned about Spotify's free trial from Twitter. By the time Proof came out, I stayed up all night waiting for the release of the music video and I had learned how to make BTS playlists for different moods. I had my driving playlist, my sleep playlist, and my upbeat playlist to listen to when jogging or running in a 5K race. Wow. Mm. I mean, life transformed to Mm -hmm. be BTS, you know, centric. Incredible. Now I have a mini collection of albums, Proof, Indigo, and The Astronaut, and I've learned to not be in a rush for things I order on Amazon so I can use my digital credits to buy things like Vibe, That That, Bad Decisions, and Dreamers. My daughter bought me a cute little sugar keychain and made me seven special photo cards, so my BTS collection is growing. However, I've spent way too much time trying to finish chapter one of the BTS Island video game. Those poor cute little guys now spend weeks on each level, still waiting to get my first BT21 stuffy also. I listen intently to your current and past pods and learn to... uh, or to learn about songs and the personalities of BTS members. Although I have to admit, I am way too old to even notice the hip thrusts and body rolls of the members during the dance practices and <gasps> concerts. What? <laughs> you can't be too old for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> the half speed. I, the half the ha- speed. You'll notice it if you put it at half speed. I mean, to each their own. She does go on to say, I do enjoy their fluidic and synchronized choreography. They can do 10 moves in the time it takes me to get up from a chair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You get a pass. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I am in need if, or if I am in need of a laugh or distraction, run BTS always comes to the rescue. No matter how down I may be feeling watching BTS laugh, be silly and share their love for each other always brings a smile. Searching BTS funny moments also cheers me up. Last week, I discovered the video clips of Jimin being teased during Save Me, Permission to Dance performance at Los Angeles. Well, time to leave to see the yet-to-come concert and be energized yet again. Watching the ending this time, however, will be the hardest since I know it may be the last time I get to experience a BTS concert. Someday, I hope to meet or at least communicate online with other BTS ARMY. That has not happened yet. Thanks for sharing your love of BTS. Maybe we'll meet up in 2025. 
Lisa from Rhode Island. Oh, Lisa, I hope we get to meet up in 2025. Lisa, come to an iconic hangout. Come to an iconic come hangout on. for sure. You are very much welcome. Meet some meet some armies if yeah. you want to step out a little bit into the community. There's tons of East Coast armies. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. All right, so this last little section of our Being an Army, we're going to share a specific iconic army community that has formed, um, and it's just such a special friendiversary, as they're calling it, celebration this time of year where they all really got to to know each other yeah. and, I guess, meet in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, hi, Kayla and Bethany. When you're so far into something, it's kind of hard to think of a time when you weren't into that thing. That's honestly how I feel about my love of BTS. It's kind of hard to think of my life before BTS, but if I had to think really hard, I think it all started during the pandemic. While this sounds like the start of many ARMY stories, my introduction to BTS was a little different. My daughter, Abigail, around 12 to 13 at the time, was really having a tough time. Like so many her age, she was not dealing with the isolation of the pandemic well. She was in middle school at the time and fell into a deep depression. She stopped leaving her room and stopped showering or changing her clothes. She wouldn't eat and started exhibiting signs of self-harm. I felt so hopeless and I didn't know how to give her the support and help she needed. It was so hard to find a counselor during those times of isolation. The only thing I noticed that would make her smile was talking about BTS and K-pop in general. She fell down the BTS rabbit hole. I had no idea who BTS was, and my only familiarity with K-pop was Sai's Gangnam Style. I started to ask her questions about BTS and get her talking about them. If this was the only thing that seemed to bring her joy during this hard time in her life, I was going to make sure I learned all about it. Her bias was Suga, and she started showing me the fire music video. I was so in awe and didn't quite know what I was watching. Over time, we watched run BTS episodes and all kinds of other content together. I found that BTS was my tether to my daughter. Our, t- our time to talk about BTS and watch BTS content was a time for us to stay connected. Because of her love of K-pop, she learned Korean, and I even started to learn Korean too. Again, just to have something to talk about with her, I'm happy to share that I was finally able to find a counselor for Abigail. She went to counseling and made it through the tough time of middle school and the pandemic as a strong young lady. She is now a freshman in high school, healthy and happy. It really, really, I mean, it really touches my heart how she connected with her daughter, you know, in this way and how she saw that this is something that she can do in this time of feeling just helpless and unable to get resources because of the pandemic. Um, just like really wonderful that they were able to like share that connection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see that you wouldn't know what to do in that situation, you know, like you want to help, but it's just, it's like she said, that was like her tether to her daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that one little bit of, you know, spark that she could see in her daughter with talking yeah. about BTS or K-pop, like, of course she, she latched onto it and was like, okay, this is kind of my way, my only way in to kind of help out in any way. So, uh, just, I mean, an amazing mother to like notice mother. that and to see that and really yeah. dive in on that. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, I fell into the BTS rabbit hole hard. I found that I was watching BTS content without Abigail. LOL. Like, Amazing. I just love that. She's <laughs> like, this is kind of like her way to connect with her daughter and help her daughter. And then all of a sudden she's like watching BTS without her. <laughs> like, like guiltily at night, like alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I found, um, anyways. Okay, here we go. I wanted to learn everything I could about them. I listened to their full discography and couldn't get enough of them. I felt so connected to their music. I enjoyed getting to know all of them as people through their content. At first, Namjoon was my bias because he's my ideal physical type. However, over time, somehow another member started to catch my eye. I found myself not being able to look at anyone else. Jungkook kind of snuck up on me and mm. I haven't gone back since. Mm. He is my forever bias. It's that my time, Jungkook. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was into BTS, but Abigail had moved on to other K-pop groups. She said that BTS was too old for her. LOL. (laughs) I felt very isolated in my love of BTS. I didn't know any other ARMY and felt embarrassed that I was an ARMY in my 40s. I decided to look for a podcast about BTS to listen to on my daily walks during the pandemic. I stumbled upon standing BTS podcast. I fell in love with Kayla and Bethany instantly. I just love their personalities and their friendship and, of course, love their fangirling over BTS. Listening to their podcast made me feel like I was talking to my own friends about BTS. So when they announced that they would be starting a virtual hangout for Iconics, I felt like I had to join. I was so nervous because I assumed I'd be the oldest person on the call. You know, when you look back and try to identify pivotal moments of your life, well, joining the Iconic hangout was one of those moments for me. Joining these calls led me to be a part of a community. I no longer felt isolated in my love for BTS. I met the most amazing people. People like Kayla and Bethany, Misha, and my Iconics crew, Monique, Sam, Cows, and Holly. These individuals are not just fans of BTS, but they each are incredible humans who have so much to offer beyond our mutual love of BTS. I can honestly say that I'm a better person for getting to know each one of them. I am so thankful to Standing BTS Podcast and to BTS for providing me a way to be a part of a community. BTS gave me a way to stay connected to Abigail during a tough time in her life. BTS and Standing BTS opened a door to a new chapter in my life in which I have made lasting friendships. Your iconic ARMY listener, Anne Lyles. And thank Anne. you so much for your story. Thank you so, so much for your story. We knew your story a little bit, but mm-hmm. the first time we read through, we both teared up and choked up just hearing yeah. you and your daughter's story there and your connection yeah. over BTS yeah. during a difficult time. But yeah. uh, And then I love that you just continued to love BTS on your to own. Love them, and, and now you have your, like, you and your daughter, but now you've got this great crew. iconic friend group. Yeah. yeah, like, love it. Yeah. So continuing with the, the friendiversary... Hi, Kayla and Bethany. 
Last year, I submitted a being an army piece that you guys read out loud, a very exciting moment. If I was to theme last year's piece versus this year's one, I'd entitle that Becoming an Army and this year's to Finding My Army Community. You see, I discovered the magic of BTS in February 2020. This month, quite fittingly, is my third army-versary. And it's rabbit hole, and it's a rabbit hole I never want to crawl out of. It's safe and comforting and has brought me so much joy. But I also felt very lonely in that journey. And I find it interesting that we're one of the biggest fandoms in the world, and yet a constant refrain is how lonely so many of us feel when we first discover BTS. That is, until I discovered standing BTS and became an iconic quick plug that everyone should be a Patreon supporter of yours. Um, And last January, I decided to attend my first iconic hangout, and it truly felt like the first day of school. I was super nervous and excited, and the questions that ran through my head was, what if no one likes me? What if I'm the oldest person there? What if I don't like the people? And apparently, I I didn't need to worry because I walked away from the first hangout with the biggest grin on my face. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet to hear. You guys did such a beautiful job of moderating and injecting warmth into an online hangout. And I finally felt like I was in a community about something that I had become so intrinsically important to me. On February 2nd, 2022, this date is important and you'll see why, I attended my second hangout and in the chat, a few iconics dropped their Instagram handles, including me. What transpired next is the inspiration behind this piece because that day, 2-2-2022. Oh my God, that's a cute date. Right? 2-2-2022. I met my army girls, my super nunas, mm-hmm. Monique, Sam, Anne, Holly, and I all started chatting easily and quickly on an Instagram chat, quickly discovering common interests aside from just our deep and undeniable love for Bangtan converting our Instagram chat into a text chain and the rest is history. In the past year, we've had numerous FaceTime and Zoom hangouts. We text and chat all day, every day, and we have now all gotten to meet up in person a few times. The first when we all met one another was at Lollapalooza last summer when we all decided on an emotional whim soon after BTS announced their hiatus, what an emotional day that was, that life was too short to not take every opportunity to celebrate BTS and our collective love for them. I was so nervous that weekend because it was a gamble. Five women who knew each other but had never hung out in person together renting an Airbnb in Chicago during a crazy music festival. (laughs) Even typing it sounds a little psychotic. But the minute I stepped off my flight and I saw... I love this so much. Yeah. I saw Monique waiting for me at my gate playing Euphoria on her phone for all to hear. I knew we were home with one another. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> like, I just, I envision Monique I so much Monique. doing that. Like, I just love that. Uh, that weekend, besides getting to meet you guys, yay, we laughed so hard our stomachs hurt, walked away with a million inside jokes, made it into Korean dispatch thanks to J- Sam's genius giant TXT faces and just bonded for life. We've since then done BTS-themed Secret Santa over a fun weekend in NYC, crashing at Monique's place in Brooklyn. We've been on countless phone calls, trouble shots, and foray into BTS trivia, and so much more. 
But what I love about this sisterhood of ours is how it all started with BTS, but has also gone beyond the boys. In true Bantan spirit, it's been about community and belonging and love. We all talk about each other's lives, but frequently mention how we're each other's number one fans. I'm about to have my first baby, and when I shyly asked the girls if they wanted to come to my baby shower in January, Monique, Sam, and Anne, we missed Holly so much, not only made it, but became major hits of the party, with all of my family and friends coming up to them because they wanted to meet my famous BTS friends. Ah, the famous BTS friends. Amazing. She says, my mom to this day still talks about all of them. Yes. What an impact. What an impact. Iconic. Iconic. (laughs) I don't know what I did in a past life, but I'm so grateful that it brought me here to this amazing sisterhood of women I'm so proud to call my friends, and it's all thanks to being ARMY. So thank you, BTS, and thank you, Kayla and Bethany. Thank you, Standing BTS, and thank you, Monique, Holly, Sam, and Anne, to... 223, our first friend anniversary. You guys are truly such a gift. Cal's. Ah, uh, thank you, Cal's, for your submission. I'm just feeling all of the the friend anniversary love. love with you guys. <laughs> I love that like this is what being an army is. Like mm-hmm. sharing your guys' stories has become transformed from this six years of being your individual stories that we get from these like very isolated armies all over the world and there's definitely those of us who still experience that but it's incredible that we have like now a friend group has come from this and mm-hmm. now their army experience is so together mm-hmm. and so interconnected in this way yeah like it's, it's amazing. part of their full army experience yeah. is this this tight-knit group that yeah. they've gotten to bond so closely with each other outside of bts yeah how wonderful okay dear kayla and bethany I became an ARMY in September of 2020 when the pandemic was still really bad. I'm just noticing how many pandemic armies there are. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking about all of the stories. I feel like most of them are rooted in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Sorry. There weren't many answers, and all you could do was stay home and distance. I was working to finish my PhD, and it was an awful time. I was by myself all day, every day. All the grad students were... And there were many days where I didn't speak to a single person. I was not in a good place, but there was also nothing I could really do to change it. I was mindlessly scrolling through YouTube and stumbled upon the Dynamite music video. It was new, and I remember smiling the whole time while watching it. I remember thinking that iconic line, I just want to know their names. And as soon as you know, the rest is history. History. I started watching their older music videos and as much content as I could find. Run BTS was a particular bright spot in my days at that time. I couldn't go to my office at school, and once the weather got too cold, I couldn't even see my friends outside where we could social distance. But I could at least focus on seven funny, amazing, talented people fighting over snack foods and laugh along with them. As cliche as it sounds, BTS really did come into my life when I needed them the most. Right after I found them, I had a small crisis where I really questioned whether I was good enough to be a scientist and continue doing research for a living. I had applied to so many research jobs, but I hadn't been offered any of them, and it was really hard to not take it to heart because all I ever wanted was to be a scientist. My outlook on the future had become so bleak, but I started to learn more about BTS little by little, and I felt so inspired by them. 
They had experienced so many challenges and they didn't give up. They worked harder and pushed through. Some days my dreams still felt unattainable, but I still didn't give up. And BTS gave me hope and the reminder that hard work pays off. A few months later, I discovered the Sanding BTS podcast. I could listen while I worked or ate dinner or drove around just to get out of my apartment. Kayla and Bethany, you are so engaging and fun to listen to. Your episodes are bright and entertaining, but they have so much content and thought put into them as well. I really appreciate all the hard work that you both put into making such an amazing podcast. I started from the very first episode and listened through them all through the rest of the year. At that point, I was still by myself, but I had BTS and felt like I was starting to understand the power of ARMY community. I ended up adding an extra year to my graduate studies and finished that year at home um, with my family. It helped my mental state a lot to not be alone all of the time anymore, and I even succeeded in getting my mom and sister into K-pop. But I still didn't really feel like I had a connection with other armies. That winter, Standing BTS announced the start of the virtual hangouts, and I was a little scared to attend the first one, but I honestly really wanted to meet other people who loved BTS as much as I did and just talk about anything and everything. This might be the best decision I've ever made. I had been applying for jobs, and I ended up being offered one on the East Coast that would start at the beginning of the next school year. During the second virtual iconic hangout, Kayla and Bethany encouraged people to share their social media contact information that, um, if we wanted, and there was a small group of people who said they were located on the East Coast or had connections there. I said I was going to be moving there soon, and they added me to the small group chat on February 22nd. For the second time in the story, you could say the rest is history. I honestly don't know what my life would be like now without Anne, Cal's, Holly, and Monique. We're each other's BTS friends, but we're also so much more than that now. Our debut date is coming up, and... So cute. <laughs> I just love that. We have been friends for a year, but it feels like I've known them forever. Even though it's incredibly cheesy, it's like we were meant to be friends, and BTS, who were fated to be in the group of seven amazing individuals, brought us together. I honestly really can't thank you enough, Kayla and Bethany, for creating this podcast and being bringing together a community of wonderful people. Honestly, it changed my life completely. Borahe, Sam. Oh, Sam, thank you so much for sharing your story. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, man, what a challenging time. I know that um, when we had first read your story, we're like, can you imagine like not hiring Sam? I know. Like, we just know you so well now and... I just love that you persevered and that BTS really were your motivation and inspiration to keep going yeah. um, and knowing your own worth yeah. even when other people don't see it. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. The perseverance yes. um, and then finding your community too. Yeah. And you're doing so well now. Yeah. Just, um, the East we're Coast so happy like for you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here is our last story uh, for today's being an army episode so i never imagined that when these seven boys came into my life that they would bring along with them four amazingly talented insanely brilliant nurturing and hilarious women backtrack to may 2021 i quickly became an army with uh the morning that the butter music video dropped I had a friend who was insanely obsessed with them, and I wanted to understand her obsession. So I asked the question we all know too well, so what are their names? 
Safe to say I quickly understood the hype. BTS is full of members who not only care deeply for each other, are insanely talented, but they also care about their fans. So it's no surprise that their fan base is just as talented and sweet as they are. I witnessed this firsthand when I went to Permission to Dance Las Vegas and hung out with Amazing Army, who are really part of making that show so great. Being an ARMY, to me, has opened up so many relationships that I cannot begin to imagine uh, being without today. Four of these relationships were thrown together from a chat during a Standing BTS podcast monthly hangout where we gave out our Instagram handles. That Instagram conversation quickly became a text message, which quickly embedded into my everyday life. Those text conversations moved from just what is your favorite song and did you see his thighs to hearing about each other's days and encouraging one another. We have gone on trips, witnessed J-Hope's J introduction, coached each other through these hard times, celebrated victories, stayed up late for album drops, which were followed by full album commentaries, laughed through Thirsty Thursday, where we alternate through BTS members just to appreciate all their beauty, and so much more. BTS was right when they said, we are not seven when we are with you, because I have truly found relationships that I never want to be, uh, that I never want to part with. Anne, Cal's, Monique, and Sam, I've learned so much from you and have been blessed in more ways than I can count. I hope we go through so many more comebacks together. Thank you for being there for me when I probably don't deserve it. I'm so thankful for y'all's unconditional love. Bora hey, Holly. Ah, thank you, Holly. Oh, I'm just feeling so much love for this friendship. I love that we get to celebrate their unique friendship here. And Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Holly's story is just really making me think about the connection that all of ARMY have like together with the love that we share with BTS. I also didn't know that Butter was her introduction to BTS. Some takeaways from all of our iconic messages, I guess, like a lot of pandemic armies, like you were yeah. mentioning earlier, um, we got a lot of pandemic army stories this year. And so I love to, which makes sense, you know, it's like the last year would be like a big full year, um, for, for a lot of them. And, mm-hmm. uh, also just a lot of uh, armies who have found connection even though this is the off season mm-hmm. you know and encouraging others to find connections with other armies I feel like my takeaway is what how we're gonna sustain ourselves through um, BTS's enlistment is going back and looking at that old content that we get to dig through and maybe you know experiencing it fresh and new like you know the baby armies that are emailing yeah. us telling us that they get to dig through it for the first time it makes me want to watch all of the run bts episodes me too. that i haven't seen yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. really strong themes though of community mm-hmm. and the friendships the army friendships yeah. and reaching out and finding your community whether it's through a dance studio or like the iconic hangouts right um or finding an old friend in a club i know amazing yeah. um and also uh being proud of your culture and mm-hmm. find and feeling seen in you know um we had a lot of korean american um iconics write in and say mm-hmm. that they were able to reclaim their culture in some way or feel more proud of it feel more and proud. 
um, that's amazing that BTS mm-hmm. is, is doing that. Um, and you're feeling that connection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really, I mean, thank you everyone. Thank you all iconics for writing in yes. another special happy friend anniversary to, um, to you wonderful iconics, cows, Sam, Holly, and. um, Monique and Anne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and really happy Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Don't forget to stream vibe. Oh my God. Stream vibe for yeah. Valentine's <laughs> Day. You know we got Also, that. gotta prepare for Jimin's comeback. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. On the horizon. Been hearing rumors. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, really, Borhe Iconic Army, we love Borhe. you so much. We love you. Thank you for your stories. Um, we do want to again thank our our VIP Iconics on Patreon: Eileen, Michelle, Deja, Meg, Rachel, Robin, Emily, Madison, Holly, and Sophia. Thank you guys so so much. Um, we'll see you at the Iconic Hangout on on Monday. Yep, next Monday. Days, next that's Monday, February twentieth. Yep. February 20th will be our next Iconic Hangout. Yeah. Everyone's welcome. Patrons of $5 or more get yeah. to join. Yeah, come join the community. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Um, reach out to us on social DM or email and, uh, email us. And of course, you can find links for all of the things in the description. Thanks for listening. And thanks for standing BTS. BTS.